Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Plebeians Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delfino, and joining me, as always, our very own commissioner, Ryan Fitch. Ryan, great to have you on the pod. Ah, uh, great to be here, Nick. Lots to talk about this week. Lots to talk about. I don't know what you're talking about, but I know someone who just might. That's right. We also have Chris Davy on the pod, our resident actuarial magician. Chris, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm not really sure what Ryan's referring to there, but I'm sure we can scrape together a bit of content, get like a 15-minute pod out. And before we even start recording, I just want to say uh, that I really want this to be, you know, be civil and stuff. Chris, I know you have a lot of feelings about Ryan's team, and Ryan, I know you have a lot of feelings about Chris, Chris's team. I want to make sure, you know, we're just being real friendly to each other, and we're not being super critical of anyone's choices or trade choices. You know, not related to me at all, of course, but just, you know, to your own personal teams. Uh, does that sound good? We can all agree on that? Um, no, but yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> I don't agree to that, to that, but that's okay. I'm just here to do math. Fantastic. I can't wait to see how that math pans out. Before we talk about, you know, some of the math and the charts that Chrissy posted this week in the chat, let's just talk about you. Let's just talk about your team. So how do you think things have been going so far? Uh, is there things you're happy you did, happy you didn't, you know, happy you didn't do? You know, I feel like... I'm happy that we've gotten a lot of trades done in this league. I've definitely been on the losing end of one or two here or there, but I think the team's shaping up well. I've got some banked wins, and the season's looking good. Yeah, so what do you what do you attribute your successful... I think you've had a pretty successful season so far. Like, what do you attribute that to? Good draft, just good luck generally. You've been a pretty, you've been a pretty high-scoring team week to week. I think generally good luck, Calvin Ridley, and uh, getting rid of Josh Allen just in time. But uh, I also made a mistake early in the season. I went after David Johnson after week one. He looked good, and I figured it was my last chance to buy low on him. And he hasn't looked good since, and now he's gone. <laughs> so that was a terrible move. Good job, Sid. Fleeced me. Yeah, Sid did fleece you there. Sid got a lot of good uh, reverse. Was it, would it be a reverse fleece? I don't even know what you'd call it. Uh, I actually... Uh... I think even like at the time of the trade, it's like uh, Chris is giving up the much better player, and that has panned out. Um, David Johnson's not very good. I was not high in him then, and I'm not high in him now. Um, speaking of guys, I'm not high. And Chris also traded for another running back. I don't like this week. Um, the, the corpse of David Montgomery, uh, who, who might just be he might honestly might be one of the worst running backs in the league just from watching him. Just cannot find a hole. Doesn't, doesn't hit the hole hard. It, it, he's just a terrible running back. I mean, luckily Chris has Nick Chubb because he got rid of Josh Allen. So let's see if he can stream quarterbacks along the way. To... Does he even oh, need to stream? I feel like Justin Herbert or Hebert is the best, right? I mean, he's crushing it. He got 40 points this week. He's doing well. He's doing well. I don't well, even but, you know. need to stream at that point. I mean, Chris, how do you feel about that? Are you going to be streaming QBs? I don't really think you need to. I'm a little afraid that he'll uh, tank when I need him most, you know? Rookie QB, there's not a lot of tape on him, and teams are going to figure him out sooner or later. There's a reason there's a sophomore slump, usually, and Herbert might hit a couple rough games. Yeah, and like, his schedule just could get tougher. Like, even like this week, like at Denver, not an easy place to play. Like, I mean, the Pats know that for, for one. So, yeah. Good solid defense. It should be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, well, Chris, you know, we're happy your team's doing well. Obviously, you're 6-1. and one, You're crushing it. Uh, well on your way to a playoff spot. I think it's safe to say at this point. Um, but, you know, you've, you've done a lot of interesting, you know, stats this week on 
the league at, at large. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Talk about like some of the some some of the research. I'm gonna say it's research because that's kind of what it is, right? It ultimately, it's it really is really crunching the numbers. Oh, well, let's not dive into it quite yet. No, let's talk about why we did the research. Why? What, what do you mean? Up? Now, remember what I said at the beginning. Remember, right? We're gonna be civil. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it is, but continue. I so you brought up that you don't think you deserve to be ranked 14 in the power rankings, and I think true. You should explain why. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think I have, so I think it's in, I think my team has underperformed, even though I have good players. And I also think I've had really bad matchup luck with the people I've played, uh, because a lot of them have been some of the top scoring teams each week. Uh, and so for those, and you know, I think recently there's been quite a few teams who are scoring like 60s every week, like 60 points every week. And I haven't been doing that bad. Truthfully, even this week I broke a hundred. Like last week was a last week was a bad week because A Raj got three point eight points. No nope. one can deny that. But like I've also had some really bad matchup luck. That's but you are second second lowest in points scored. So who's who's first? Uh, actually, my mom is now. You've overtaken my mom. Very cool. So we're gonna put her in fourteenth. Put me in third. Well, she, has, she has four wins. She, she's over five hundred. Right. I agree. She's also cracked an eighth best score at one point. You haven't had a top half finish yet, Nick. And that's not true. That's not good. Wasn't this week a top half finish? Let me check uh, this week. I, uh, uh, say, I did not look at this week. Christian had the week. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Number it is. eight. Your third week at number eight. You have not cracked the top half of the league yet this week. That's this so year. depressing, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm just saying, right? I think, I think with the way injuries have gone and stuff, like even though people might have better records, I really think that my team uh, stands a little stronger than those teams. Um, you know, hey, sure. maybe it'll pan out that way, maybe it won't. I'm just saying, 14th. You know, when I played three teams who have scored over 130 points, maybe more. Maybe more have scored over 130 points. I don't really know. I know at least of three. So, just saying, food for thought. Maybe right. Maybe like right now your team like stands at a better spot than some others, but your team has yet to perform. And I think that's ultimately what, you know, I, I yeah, have to grade I, you on that. Uh, my team's underperformed po- quite a bit. Plus you made a horrific trade. So, I mean. I don't think it's that bad of a trade. I had one of my best weeks this week without any of those players. Did you so win? Nick, I didn't win, but, I, but Moses was also top scoring this week. So there you go. Yeah, Once again. Well, could have scored. You would have lost to half the teams in our league this week again. Yep. But yeah. I go out on a limb and say that you traded away two top 10 wide receivers, one of them being a top 5 and one being a top 10. I think DeAndre Hopkins will be a top 5 wide receiver rest of season. Keenan Allen will be a top 10 wide receiver rest of season. For a guy who's uh, sitting on your IR. Yeah, I don't know. Could, yeah. You. I mean, he might play this could, week. Could play this week, yeah. Probably not because they play Thursday, but... I mean, look, like, there's no doubt about it. Like, I was really thinking about it with the perspective of, like, I want to be able to, you know, actually get out of the BCI. That was like my primary concern, pretty much. Because like, look, I was, I was after, after losing to Pete, I was one in five. Uh, there's not really much for me to do, and I'm not going to come back and get in the playoffs. Like that's kind of right out, right? Like there's no, as you said, I haven't gotten the top half of scores every week. That's not going to change. So from my perspective, it's like I just want to secure players who can score really big points and you know get me out of the BCI quick. Uh, I know like everyone's really high on Ceh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Keenan Allen, and like. I think they're good. They're obviously good wide receivers, but truthfully, like their performances have never lined up for me. Like 
I know Ryan did some analysis like some of my flexes and some of my other uh, my other positions and stuff. But truthfully, like Keenan Allen, like he had one twenty five point week. Other than that, like he scored below ten quite a bit. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, like yeah, he got like sixteen points a week. And Ceh, like he was okay. Truthfully, like I, I like obviously like I know like they look really good on the charts. But truthfully, for me, that hasn't translated as much into wins. I know what you're gonna say. I know you're gonna say, oh, the, the flexes, the other positions. I've picked really bad defenses. I totally own that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, a lot of other people's players, like, they pick up the slack. And, like, I just think these players are, like, they're really consistent, but they're not pushing me uh, to the wins that I need. Like, they're not having, like, 25, 30-point games every week. Yeah, but, so but I, think, I think what you needed was to trade one of your good players to fill in that depth and get some reliable guys. Not but the, but the problem is, like... All of your players for different stars that are on IR, but to give away one of them to get that second and third level guy that have been dragging your team down. Here's the thing. I think like CEH is like probably a solid RB2, maybe like a fringe RB1, right? So like, you know, the value prop there is pretty clear. But with Keenan Allen, like, I gotta be honest, like if you look at like his past fantasy point record, like it's pretty middling. Like he's had a few like okay, like bigger games, like above 20 points, but like he scores pretty low a lot of weeks. And uh, DeAndre Hawkins, like, obviously, he's a really good wide receiver. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to part with. But obviously, like, I had to make the trade kind of worthwhile. Um, and, like, a lot of other trades I could have made for those players, I'm not, like, I'm getting depth, but I'm not getting performance. And that's a really tough thing in our league with a lot of trades is that you're either trading, like, garbage for garbage or or someone's getting fleeced. Like, it, it's, it would be pretty hard for me with those players to, like, get someone who's going to perform a lot better without like really giving up a lot myself. Like I, I just don't really think there's a good way to do it. Like, I mean, you can come to me with other trades. If you, if you think like there was an obvious better trade I could have made, happy to hear about it. Happy to have some food for thought. I think Kevin gave you one. What, Hill for Hawkins? I think there was a bit more to it, but yeah. No, it was, I think, I think it was just like a pretty much flat trade, but like, even that, like that's not like a great trade for me. And like, even if he throws in like some, you know, RB3, RB2, it's like, that's not great for me. That's one of those things. Like, it's just it's tough to have a good trade, you know. Well, it is tough. I mean, cutting down the roster positions, you know. I mean, well, like I said, I think, and what Chris is trying to say is, it wasn't your top stars that were really underperforming. I mean, they've had good weeks. Like they scored. I looked at the math. They've scored eighty. The four of them combined scored eighty-two of the first three weeks. It was just your other positions have done terribly. I agree. My defense like, is my defense picking has been awful. Well, yeah, your defense picking, your running, your wide receiver slash flex. Oh, uh, you're running back two. Tight end's been underperforming. Tight end, yeah. Kicker. Totally agree. I mean, well, I, but, I, but then I traded for more depth, too, in wide receiver. Like, I traded, you know, those wide receivers to get more depth with Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, and Justin Jefferson. True. You know, like, I, I mean, I, you guys are talking about doing depth trades. Like, that is kind of a depth trade. And obviously, I took McCaffrey to be, like, a big, like, point anchor on my team alongside Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's one of those things, like, yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm working with the hand I'm dealt. It's either like I make some bad trades to get depth for players who like aren't going to do really well, or I just make really big, bold trades to try and like get those point values that I need. Like there's just not really a good way to do it in our league. Like, you know, we, we don't have, because of the waiver system, I can't like put a lot of money down to like get players week to week that I need. Uh, like trading is really difficult. It's a 14 person league. Like 
either I just trade garbage for garbage and just hope for the best, which is what I've been doing and why I've been kind of like middling around, or you, you know, you make a big trade, see what happens. Or we move to a dynasty league and you can trade future draft picks and really uh, tank this season just like the Jets. I mean, I'm interested. I think, I think the other way to look at this trade is look at it from Peter's perspective. You were both one in five when you made the trade, and now uh, oh, Peter was two and four. Knocking on the, did he have two wins before the trade? Yeah, because he beat Nick. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, but still, either way, Peter's team was looking to be in as dire straits as yours, and he's now knocking at the door of a playoff spot because of the value you gave him. So there's definitely ways to uh, claw back and avoid the BCI. And, yeah, but yeah. I was Peter's one in five from my position. Like, I'm not avoiding the BCI at one in five. Like, I'm going into the BCI. Like, it's it's not a question anymore of like, how do I avoid the BCI? It's it's how do I get out of the BCI as fast as possible? You know, like like there's no benefit in trying to like make my team work at that point. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna take the IR guy who's gonna get me 40 points one week, and then I can just be done. That's fair. I think I just my argument with the thing with with it always. I don't think you got to where you were and had to make this move out of luck. I think you you got to where you are because you didn't draft that well and um, you're you kind of let the left the middling players and picking poor defenses. You know, it's all piled up against you now. Yeah, I totally agree. I've had underperforming players. I pick poor defenses. Like, look, it's it's a it's a multifaceted issue. Like, we don't have to pick just one part of it. I mean, I, I don't I don't I think there's been a lot of focus on this trade because it's like such a a big trade. But like ultimately, you know, it's the trade I needed to make sure I get out of the BCI as fast as possible. Like, I don't know. I don't really know what else I'm supposed to do in that position. Like, like I said, you, trades are difficult in this league. Waiver wire is really difficult in this league because there's, you know, uh, the, the priority and stuff. Like I can't put a lot of money down to get players I need when I need them. Um, that puts, that puts someone in a really tough spot. And like, that's why I'm just going to trade away my best players and try and get something new in. That's going to get guarantee me to get me out. Like, I don't really know, like, if I'm a wide receiver one, what trade should I make to get more value? Truthfully, like, like really, I, I really mean that. Yeah, you're, you're probably looking at, like, a wide receiver, two wide receiver twos, or a wide receiver two running back two. Like. Yeah, but that doesn't really help me a lot, does it? It does when your what? current flex is getting you two points a week. But the thing is, like, it, but once again, like, I'll say this, as I said during the chat, like, Deontay Johnson got hurt, like, every time I played him. John Brown got hurt a bunch of times I played him. Keenan Allen got hurt when I played him. Like, I've also just had really bad luck from injuries. I know, like, all the people I have played have also had injuries, but, like, I've had week-to-week-to-week -to -week -to -week consistent mid-game injuries. Like, that is very hard to, like, claw your way out of, and that contributed to my losses quite significantly. And that's worth about one game. You should be a two-win team, not a one-win team. Either way, it's still not looking good. Yeah, which is why I made a big trade, to make sure I don't go in the BCI. Yeah, I'm all for shaking things up. I just don't know if this is going to do you any favors. We'll see. If Cavalry plays, we can get 30 points. I'll feel pretty justified. If he plays and gets injured again, well, it is what it is. I'll be singing on the pod. Can't All right. Wait. All right. Well, we talked a lot about data. We've talked some data. Chris made a bunch of charts. I'm sure everyone's read. So I think we all know Chris likes data. Chris likes charts. So we made a game about it. And we call this one Chart Smarts. Here we go. Uh, Chris, so here's how this game works. Uh, it's we, we have a chart. Or a, or a data crunching program. And then we have a like off by one sort of question. Uh, I, think you'll, I think you'll see what I mean once I, once I read off the first question. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's kind of classic format. We've questioned three answers, picked the right answer. That sound good? Hit me. All right, here we go. This one 
relates, in quotes, to, to a scatter plot. When was the first known use of the word scatterbrain? Was it 1659? Was it 1734? Or was it C, 1903? I don't even get context of, you know, an example of the first use. Uh, I can try and do that. Um, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't. No, no. You just can't. Just get the years. Uh, let's go with C. I feel like this could be a uh, somewhat new word. Like scatter wasn't really in vogue back in the day. It's actually the opposite direction. It's A. It's 1659. Yeah, very old word. Some say Shakespeare was using it back in the day. Shakespeare of invented course. this word. He might have. <laughs> well, I am uncultured so <laughs> romeo art thou scatterbrand <laughs> all right scatterbrand so I, I think this one's gonna be a little bit more uh in your wheelhouse chris so here we go the the chart it's relating to is pie chart um what was massachusetts most searched pie in 2019 on pie day was it a boston cream b ricotta c rhubarb I mean, Boston cream. That was the first thing that came to my head before you read the answers. Gotta go with it. You're locking in Boston cream? Boston cream. Oh, Chris, it's ricotta. What? Yeah, Chris, you like cheese too. This is. I love cheese, but ricotta pie is just. Not That's not good pastries. I think, like, you know, the, the ricotta. Um, why can't I think of the name of them? That's just so embarrassing. Like, you get a Mike's pastries. Cannoli? Cannoli? Yeah, like a ricotta <laughs> cannoli. Yeah. You mean modern pastry? No, this I mean Mike's. Mike's spot. I mean, I mean Mike's. <laughs> we'll have to talk about this after. All right, Chris, you're over two, but don't worry. There's there's some redemption here. This is the this is the same. This is pretty much the same question we do every week. Uh, it's just in what way is the Rav Four the greatest? Um, and this one is pretty much exactly that. So here's your question. It relates to uh, Excel, the program you know and love. Um, yeah, you love Excel, Chris. I do. Which of these safety features does the 2020 Rav Four excel at? Is it A? crash test, B, driver assistance, C, outdoor visibility. So in prep for this pod, I did a bit of research on the RAV4, and no, I know that in 2019, they failed a European crash test called the Moose Test, which was <laughs> where it involves detecting a object running across the road and being able to stop and avoid it. So I don't think they did well in that one. Okay. Different car, you know, they could have improved They could have patched it, though. They could have patched it. But I don't have a lot of faith in that, so can you read me the options back? All right, so once again, we have A, crash test, B, driver assistance, C, outdoor visibility. I'm going to go with the outdoor visibility. That's the right answer. You picked it up All perfectly. Correct. I think this is a case where the research into the RAV4 really benefited you, and I would advise anyone else listening to the pod who has yet to be on the pod to do some similar research. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a great backup camera, many different features. You can really see all around you. Very safe. Except when Nick's driving. Can't see the moose. <laughs> Very dangerous when I'm driving. You know, I, I drive with my eyes closed. I just have Melissa read me, like, what she sees in front of her. And I just I just drive based off that. So far, so good. Sounds safer than letting you drive. <laughs> I can't trust my eyes. Well, Chris, you went one for three, but I think what we really learned is that you're thinking about a RAV4, and that means the pod's working. Toyota, please sponsor us. Uh, talking about rankings, I mean, not necessarily of cars. Ryan, why don't you bring us in the power rankings? I'm sure Chris is going to have a lot of thoughts about these as we go through them. 
I'm sure he will. Um, you know, we've already touched on this one. 14, staying in the same spot he was last week. It's Nick. Um, any disagreement, Chris? I can't disagree with that. Can't disagree. Um, so, yeah. Nick put up a 101.92, the eighth best score this week. You know, pretty good for Nick. Classic. Lost him with for Nick. Yeah, it is the best for Nick. Lost him with us, you know. I mean, it is what it is. Big game for my Raj, Deontay Johnson, Antonio Gibson, and then, you know, the classic Nick got nothing from tight end flex, minus two from the defense. A bad kicker. Which yep. Really tough. I mean, Nick. The worst part is, I've had Zane Gonzalez, like, this whole time, and this is the one week I didn't play him, and he got 11 points. I dropped McDaniel kickers. Oh, he does. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nick, does have, Nick has multiple kickers. That's yeah, I did, I did have two kickers, you know. Now, Nick, I dropped McManus, and then you picked him up. Yeah. I mean, you must not have known what the weather was going to be like in Denver that day. I'll be honest, when I'm making my lineup, I don't know when to look at the weather, but this is a fun mm -hmm. fact to learn that I should, and that makes sense why you dropped him. Yeah, because I, I was looking into it, and then I heard snow in Denver that day. I was like, okay, I'll pick up another one. Very smart. Very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll keep that in mind. Separates the men from the boys. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Number 13, down two spots, um, Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe's been, you know, he's been holding on, you know, despite all his injuries. If you want to talk about bad luck, we could talk Joe. Uh, but big game from Russell Wilson, and he got good performances from his defense and kicker. But besides that, his rest of the team did pretty poor. Point seven points from his two running backs is just not what you want. Um, as he waits for Raheem Mostert to come back from an uh, injury and hopefully James White you know, can get the ball at all. Yeah, I think Joe and I are really tearing up our seasons right now. Uh, nice. We're we're out of here. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I think Joe and I, you know, we had a good run. Joe may have had a more chance than me. But sometimes the fantasy gods, you know, they have other plans for you. Yeah. Chris, any disagreement there? Right where I had Joe, right at 13. Can't yep. argue. Chris, you have your own rankings right now you're lining up with, uh, Ryan's? Yeah. All right, number right. number twelve in the same spot he was in last week. A valiant effort by Richard, but again, he comes up short. Uh, poor Richard, you know, put up a respectable one twenty. I think that was like the fifth or sixth best score this week. Um, but then Sunday night football happened. Tyler Lockett puts up forty five, and just buries Eric, or buries Richard. I truly feel bad for Richard because I actually think he has a really good team that has done consistently very well, and he is just lost at every 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 game he has pretty much yeah i agree yeah, i don't know he has got the sixth or seventh best team and it's not one that i want to face but he doesn't have any banked wins and it's getting too late yeah Richard yeah, really it... makes the case like a wild card spot honestly because i really feel like he deserves to be in the playoffs but he's just not going to make it this year richard is fifth, yeah. fifth in points that's Before crazy. we talk about Richard too much, though, he does have Kyler Murray, Joe Mixon, Robert Woods, Dallas Goddard, Le'Veon Bell, Allen Robinson, and Robbie Anderson all haven't gone on by yet, so he could be in for some more rough weeks with uh, his bye weeks coming up. Yeah, he needed to win those early games. I think it, it really does feel a little too late now, especially, I really feel like it's the fantasy gods. You know, Will, like when the fantasy gods give a player on your on the opposing team 45 points, they have, they have other plans for you. Yeah. Richard, 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 I'll see you in the BCI. It'll be fun. Three games back of the playoffs with six with six games to go. It's going to be tough slotting. 
Um, moving on to number 11, down two spots, Kevin. Um, Kevin, what? Kevin ran to a superior team this week. That's all I can say. Um, uh, Kevin, like like Richard, has a very good team, but fails to win every week. So it may be too little too late at this point for Kevin. Two games back of the playoffs. Does Kevin um, have a good team? It's, it's hard. Good players, but he is seventh in points, so middle of the pack team, kind of. He's had some bad luck too, but he should be middle of the pack. He should probably have an extra win. And like Richard, he's got a lot of players who just haven't had their bye week yet. And it's going to be tough for him. Yeah, so, I mean, two games back, Kevin's got a shot. You know, I'm not going to call Kevin out. We're not going to cross him off yet. But, um, Isn't he one and six? Or is he two and, two and five? He's two and five, two and five. So Anything two games happen. back. Ryan, you, I mean, uh, Kevin, you always make it to the playoffs. There's still a chance. He doesn't always make it to the playoffs. He usually makes it to the playoffs. Kevin, there's still a chance. He usually always makes it to the playoffs. He never does. So he has never are going to play spoiler. Yeah, Richard and Kevin can play spoiler for sure. Um, we got number ten. Big win this week for the highest scorer, Melissa. Uh, dug herself out of number thirteen spot. Said, "I don't want to be last in the rankings," and so she's not. Um, good performances all around. Uh, James Robinson, you know, thirty points. Sean Watson, 25, Tyler yep. Boyd, 22, T. Higgins, 16, and then 17 for the defense, 12 from the kicker. You really knew how to pick them this week, Melissa. Was, yeah, she really had a big her. performance this week. Uh, good for her, bad for me. <laughs> but Nick, you picked that correctly. You know, there you go. Good for you. Put it on the board. Yeah. At least you can pick something, right? Yeah, I need, I need, to, I need uh, to win here yeah. and there. I always pick against myself. It seems like a pretty safe bet so far. Yeah, we'll get to the picks in it. When we get to the week eight preview, down one spot to number nine is my mom. Um, now you can argue my mom should be lower, but four and three. Um, it's you know she, she's got banked wins, and that's what she needs because she needs Austin Eckler to come back very badly. The rest of her team is not very good. Um, she's kind of holding on, and she needs a jo more Josh Jacob breakout weeks. She needs Austin Eckler to come back. She needs Matt Stafford or Jared Goff to have like a thirty point week. I mean, realistically, she can lose two more games and then win out and make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Which is we, very reasonable. She is anything cool. can happen. Like, Sid won as a six seed one year, so uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't count that. anyone out. Having the four wins is nice. Being in the playoffs right now. Oh, no, actually, she's not. She's the seventh team. So, she is, she is tied for games, but she's back in points because she is the lowest point scorer in the league right now. Right behind Nick, or right in front of Nick. Yeah, true. Moving on to number eight, same spot. This is the sixth seed in the playoffs, Nicole. Um, bad, just a fine week from Nicole. Um, I think she's ninth in points this week. Um, big performance from Tom Brady, but Dalvin Cook was on by, and so were uh, so was Mark Ingram. So tough bye week for her, and, it was, and that's good for Chris. Chris was able to pick up the victory. Oh yeah, I've had stupid good luck with bye weeks, not facing first round draft picks that's all you need sometimes it's better be lucky than good nick <laughs> that's what i'm that's what i'm saying man i've just been unlucky this year you can't beat it unlucky and not good it's a day it's a bad combination it's a really bad that's combo. Yeah. that's a one in six cocktail if i've ever heard it yeah here i am uh, up down one spot to number seven it's almog um almog was on the Losing end of the matchup of the week, put up a terrible performance. You know, like maybe I should have dropped him more, but um, 
who was I going to move? Like, I would have had to move Melissa way up. Like, everyone. The bottom of the... The, the team's at the bottom here. You know? Once you, you can, get... Up, you can move me up if you wanted. I wouldn't complain. Just think about yeah. it. No pressure. I would have done that. But, yeah. So, really tough week for Al Mog. He Michael Thomas still not going to come back. Jonathan Taylor's on by. So... He's got the move down at 11. Yeah, he's, he's got... Bank, it's a couple wins. He's only one game out. But he really needs Michael Thomas to play. That's kind of his entire season right now. I was hoping Michael Thomas will play. Well, best of luck to him on that front. Wait, did he get injured again, or is this still the same injury he's sustained? It's just uh, he got injured again. Oh, in practice, yeah. So terrible. Is he hurt, or are they just finding a reason to not to play him because of some internal disputes? That's. I think he's actually hurt. I think he's got to be hurt. That's really awful, and that just benefits Ryan. That's the worst. Uh, hey, yeah, you really hate to see it. You really do hate to see it. Yeah. Um, up four spots, <laughs> number six. He is making a, a late, a late run after I marked him for dead in the BCI. It's Peter. Um, Peter turned the season around with that trade with Nick. Picked up another win. So it's two straight for him. Uh, he didn't even need big performances from Patrick Mahomes because he just got you got a consistent performances you know Hopkins had a good okay game pretty good game Allen had a pretty good game Mahomes was down Edwards was okay um good game from his kicker just to contextualize that though a little bit Hopkins had his third best game and then Keenan Allen had his second best game this yep. season just just to, just for some context there like this this is I would say these are above average performances at least for Keenan Allen and then um, Rob Gronkowski is showing to be maybe a tight end, a useful tight end in the last couple weeks. So makes no sense. Yeah, it's, if if Gronk is back, that you know, all of a sudden Peter's got another tool in the toolbox. See what happens with AB there, though. A little new we'll red zone toy for Tom. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. If uh, it works out. Yeah. Now this is controversial. Down one spot to number five. Awful win for you know. I usually don't do this. It's you Sydney. Rule? Should I call? I broke the rule? Should I call right now? I don't know. Go. I'm gonna call. Yeah, I'm gonna be very happy about this. I moved Sid down because she put up 60 points. Um, that's and mainly, I didn't move her down because she didn't deserve. It. I moved it up because the, the person number four really deserved the spot. I felt, but um, we'll talk about them when we get to them. So Sid. Eked out the win, second lowest score of the week. You know, this is a luck, the luckiest of lucky wins. Yeah. Cam Newton went negative and got benched. Uh, Mike Davis had a down game. Um, Travis Kelsey and Stefan Diggs had a bad game, a down game. So it's going to be tough. She has Chase Edmonds on her bench, who could be a good piece going forward. Leonard Fournette was getting more work all of a sudden, so that could be good for her. So she has tools. She can, even with Chris McCaffrey coming back, she can retool her lineup and. Stay in the playoffs because she's five and two. Yeah, I think this was more of an outlier week. I don't think this is indicative of bad weeks to come for Sid. She's only going to get better from here on out. We should probably call out too that this is Sid's uh, second or third win against Downlog with just it with with you know when I mean, oh, yeah. this always breaks the rule a little bit, right? But I think once again, just to clarify, you know, Sid played the Bears defense. They got ten points. Um, and this is the second time Sid has pretty much lucked out with some really top-tier defensive plays. But before people say that, does this mean a defense can win you a game? No, this just means Almog's defense lost him the game, just to clarify yeah. that point. But Sid really seems to get lucky with defensive picks. 
Yeah, I know it was. It's the uh, the defense stealing it at the end because the Bears got a a random fumble, six touchdown, where the Rams were running up the clock to end the game for him for Alamog. So it's a really tough spot to be in. Alamog had really bad luck. Like OBJ got hurt in the first quarter. Devonta Freeman just sucked. Like you know, it's, it's bad luck. Fitzmagic gets benched and Sid gets the uh, full allocation of magic. Yeah, it's true. Sid owns all the magic, so we'll see if it continues. So now we move Sid down off a win, so someone had to move up. Up one spot to number four. It's Eric. Eric is on quite the run. Is it three games in a row now for Eric? It is three games in a row now for Eric. Eric deserves the spot. Eric for sure deserves the spot. Eric is fourth in points in the league. Um, he got big, big week. He survived the Seahawks bye week, and they came back strong. And now he has a decent, a pretty strong. Like as, as soon as Miles Sanders comes back, he could have a strong lineup going into if he could make the playoffs. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think Eric has lucked out with the Seattle Seahawks players. I mean, Tyler Lockett. But is he is he the best wide receiver in the league now after this week? He's number two. No, he's number two, but he is he had a bye. Um, I think number one is Devon. No, it can't be Devon. It's Calvin. Number one's Calvin Ridley. So I mean, yeah, I think when you have two really when you have the wide receiving core of the Seahawks uh, that are getting you tons of points each week, that's a good place to be. Yeah, plus Julio Jones, like he's yeah, no massage himself. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Eric, the problem with Eric so. is that he could lose it in the playoffs bad. If the Seahawks just have one yeah, bad actually. game in those final three, he's not winning the championship. Although, but I have some inside sources in Seattle who say that Eric's taking this league a little more seriously than he has in the past. He's doing research, looking at matchups, trying to make waiver plays. So. He's going down to the Seahawks practice and watching them. You know? <laughs> From far away with like a telescope or something, he's just making sure. He's like, yep, yeah, my, my calf looks good this week. <laughs> Taking through Tyler Lockett's trash to see what he's eating, you know. Healthy. Lot, lots of greens. He's doing really well. All right. The top three are going to be boring. We can hit them all at the same time. Number three, Chris. Same spot you're in last week. Um, how do you feel about that? Where I deserve to be. I think there's a clear tier separation between the top three and then everyone else. Yeah. And I think all three of us are in separate tiers. It's that big of a gap between each of these spots. Huh. I mean... Then we'll just get right to number two. That's Austin. Same spot he was in last week. Put up a 131. Moved to 7-0. and Let's see if he can... We don't know what the record is, but Nick, you thought it was 8-0, right? I'm pretty sure it's 8-0. Yeah, I think if he gets 8-0 at the time, then if he goes 9-0, that's that's a new record. I can't believe he's actually going to break my record so fast. I'm truly shocked. Yeah, I mean, that's all you had to hold on to, really. I mean, yeah, not all that, you... that's one of my few like bright spots in this league, besides also, you know... Winning a championship, winning. Uh, but who's counting, right? Well, me, um, my mom. That's for sure. Uh, you and uh, and Joe probably were the probably the people count. And Sid, oh, and Sid. And Sid, yes, it's counting for sure. Yeah, so everyone else is probably not not keeping. Count. <laughs> I have zero fingers. I can't count. That's true. Uh, and then number one, I'll stay in the same spot I was last week. Uh, survived a good bye week. Now all my players are hurt, but you know whatever. We'll figure it out. That's what, that's what I do. Ryan's got the two best players in fantasy football in his roster. It's not even close. 
Yeah, you know, I think Ryan seems overrated, truthfully. I think, like, he's had some pretty fortunate matchup luck that have really, you know, helped him yeah. win out every week to week. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly you. think, I'm going to make the prediction now. I think, obviously, Ryan's going to make the playoffs. I think he goes out first round. Well, what, what, if I get a past? what if I get a bye? Ryan's got the two best players in fantasy. You're not going to get a bye. Don't, don't we have seven uh, people in this year? I gotta look at the. I'm thinking we're sticking with six. I gotta look at the results of the poll. I was really hoping the poll. I was really looking for like uh, a huge majority that said yes, and I really didn't get that. I gotta look mean? back. We have a majority. That this is how, this is how democracy yeah. works, right? There's a majority yeah. of people who want a seventh spot. You gotta put a seventh spot in. That's not how it works. You know, Congress sometimes they have to get sixty votes to pass. Like you, you need an overwhelming majority. Oh, sorry. For I didn't know this was I'm a Last night we learned that that's not true anymore. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. We have, we have a, we, there's a majority. There's a majority of people who want a seventh spot. I think if you don't put a seventh spot in now, I think you're just doing it to give yourself a buy. No, I mean, I was expecting more support. I think, I mean, I'd have to find the point. I think Peter said no and Joe said no, which was really surprising. Uh, and then Al Mog, who had the integrity concerns, and then myself, because I also have some integrity concerns. So I think with the integrity concerns and only like six or seven yeses out of, instead of, the 10 or 11 I was expecting. Um, I we're gonna, we have to keep it with six, I believe. I I was going to say I fully disagree with that. Like, there's a clear majority of people who want a seventh spot. There's no reason not to add it in besides... Well, we can add it in. About, like, the problem is, like, as Amog brought up, like, you can't, like, you should make these calls before, before the season, and I agree with that. You know what, I think this is a really good lesson, though. We're a week out from Election Day, and a narrow majority is still a majority, so once we get power, we're going to ram our changes through. Go out and vote. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. good plug. Yes, please go vote. Uh, but also, as Ryan's demonstrating, it doesn't matter if you do vote because the majority doesn't win. So uh, I don't really know what Electoral to do here. College, baby. <laughs> I don't really know what to do here. I'm a little, a little confused. Scenario. He's got lifetime appointment and a supermajority. Electoral college, you know. The, the big states won, you know. I, I think I think we're going to keep discussing this a little bit more. But I mean, I don't know. From my perspective, uh, majority of people want a seventh spot. I think we should put a seventh spot in. Uh, I, if a... Of a huge majority of the league wants the seventh spot, we can talk about it. What's well, a huge majority? I didn't know there was a. I didn't know there was I, a modifier on this. I I think to make a rule mid change mid season, I was a, I would need like I would need ten votes, ten yes votes. You need ten yes votes. All right, cool. I can lobby that. So Nick, before you lobby that, you yeah. realize this will affect the BCI as the last place finisher in the regular season. You're we'll favored to get a buy in the first yeah. round of the BCI if we change to seven playoff spots. Yeah, that that that's totally chilled by me. Okay, cool. That works All for right. me. If that means Ryan doesn't get a buy, yeah, that that works for me. Uh, you realize I could still get a buy. You can still get a buy, but I think Austin's gonna have a perfect season this year. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, that can bring us to the week eight preview. Um, we'll re recap week seven really quick on the picks. I went six and one on my picks, moving to twenty-seven fifteen on the season. Nick with another three and four performance. Hell yeah. Nick is. To go above 500 on the picks. So, that's I tough. Think, I think I'm really serious this week. I'll really make sure I do a good job. 17 and 25 on the season. And then the guest, Peter, had went 5 and 2, bringing the guest record to 24 and 11. So, Chris, big shoes to fill. You know, I'm, I'm catching up on the guest. Well, you know from easy money that I'm always wrong on these. That is true. Not, not a great picker. All right. 
So week eight, we start with the matchup of the week. Austin versus Richard. Um, we talked about the record. Austin could go 8-0, matching Nick's supposed record. And Richard is here to play spoiler. Richard has a bunch of bye week issues, though, so I think ultimately Austin is currently projected by 20 po 21 points. I'm going to pick Austin to go 8-0. Uh, this is tough for me, honestly. I'm looking at the teams right now. You know, Richard has Bell. Bell could easily have a good week. Um, I don't know. This is really tough. I'm I'm going to pick Richard just because I like to pick the underdog. Uh, and I think Richard deserves a win, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate it, it has to be against Austin who has a perfect season, but we'll see. This Chris. is going to be a fuck you game for Le'Veon Bell. Richard's going to take it off of a 30-point Bell performance against the Jets. I love that. I love that bold prediction, Chris. Thanks so much. See, Nick, in one, literally two minutes ago, predicted a po perfect season for Austin and then picked against him two minutes yeah. later. Yeah, but, like, here's the thing. Like, yeah, I think Austin's going to have a perfect season, but when I'm picking teams, like, it's not about who I think is going to win. Like, I'm not picking based on who I think is going to truly win. Like, I'm picking based on who, like, you know, I really I really want to see Richard pull this out. Like, I think I think he deserves a win this week, honestly. He's had a really tough season. All right. Matching. Sometimes you just need people in your corner, you know? Come on. I don't see what's bad about that. Okay. Me versus Almog. Um, we'll see my, my, We'll see if Michael Thomas comes back because that could really affect this matchup. Um, I also have wide receiver issues I need to figure out. I might go kickerless this week. We'll see. Um, I'm currently projected to win by 10 points. I, of course, am going to pick myself. Almog all the way. Not even a question for me. Not only is Ryan projected to win by 10, he's projected to win by 10 and has an empty wide receiver spot. I gotta go with Ryan here as much as I hate it. Yeah, it's respectable. Michael Thomas is gonna come back. Alvin Kamara's not gonna get any 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 plays. Done. Actually, the rumor is he, Michael Thomas is not gonna come back this week. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I talked to Michael Thomas this morning and he assured me he's coming back this week no matter what. Michael Thomas isn't coming back for the Saints this season. All right, well, we'll that's about it. All right. Uh, this one's going to be tough for Nick. Peter versus Melissa. Who is he going to pick? Um, he's picked He's picked both Peter and Melissa every chance, he's, every chance he could. Currently, Peter's projected to win by 34 points. Neither of them have fully set lineups, though, and um, Melissa has terrible bye weekend injury issues. Chris Carson not expected to play. James Robinson out on a bye. Deshaun Watson out on a bye. I don't think there's any chance Melissa wins this week. I will be picking Peter. I think they're going to have a perfect tie. Uh, what, can, what, can you, what can you do? No, I'm, I'm going to pick Peter this week. Wow, okay. Yeah. You hear that, Melissa? <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough call, honestly. But yeah, I ultimately got to pick Peter. Yeah, got to go with Peter. No point going in screen here. This is a no-brainer. All right, all right. Um, moving on. Nicole versus my mom. This is... And a very important matchup in the middle of the standings. Sixth and seventh currently in the playoffs. One of them is going to get a, another banked win, uh, which could be all they need. Um, Dalvin Cook expected to be back for Nicole, who's not in the lineup currently. So there's that with the projections. Um, my mom, no big bye week issues for her. And at, Nicole has most of her players coming back from bye, so that's good. Um, currently, my mom's projected for 12 points, but Talvin Cook not in the lineup. I'm going to pick Nicole. I'm also going to pick Nicole. I'm going to pick Nicole, and I think the loser of this game is out of the playoffs. Both these teams are on a downward trend, and 
This is the last hurrah. All right. Well, in this next matchup could have been the matchup of the week, as we have, for the second straight week, a battle of the 14th spot in the power rankings. Hell yeah. Bring it on. Joe versus Dick, the Delfino Civil War. <laughs> um, a rivalry that goes back 26 years, Nick, uh, probably. Who's to say, really? I lost, I lost count. Yeah, so... Christian McCaffrey might come back this week, which really could flip this matchup. Um, currently projected for zero. Besides, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, um, is Antonio Gibson's on bye, so Nick would be playing a backup Tony running Pollard. Back. Yeah. While Joe is also playing backup running backs, um, and Joe has, stopped, has almost stopped caring about this league, I would say. I'm going to go with Nick. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe, honestly. I think Russell Wilson is going to score a clean 30 points, and I'll probably score zero this week, so that evens out. See, I disagree. I think Aaron Rodgers against Minnesota, we've seen that once. I think the Green Bay-Minnesota game's a shootout. Justin Jefferson gets, like, 10 points, and Adam Thielen gets 36, and Nick regrets the trade. <laughs> but are you picking Nick to win? I'm picking Nick to win, despite Justin Jefferson vastly underperforming Adam Thielen. Okay. You see you like how he did that, Nick? You just flame in, right? right? Uh, that's fine, honestly. I mean, look, you know, Justin Jefferson has a 35-point game, and that's, uh, like, 13 points more than Hawkins has. So what can you do? Mm -hmm. The highest-rated matchup in terms of, like, where these people are in the standings, Chris versus Sydney. Currently, Chris projected for a 10-point victory. Sydney had, might need to adjust her lineup a bit. We'll see. I mean, she needs seeing Chris McCaffrey to be out, so Mike Davis gets a full workload. Um, besides that, I don't know. Chris Javante Adams against Minnesota has already beaten them once. Carol, Carolina not a great defense. I think I have to. I got to pick Chris. I'm gonna pick Sydney on this actually. I, uh, you know, I think the Sid Magic's back, and I think, I think he's gonna bounce back after last week. And this is not to count Chris out or say he's a bad team. I think, you know, look, Sid Magic's real. It's a quantifiable force in the universe. I think we're gonna see it this week. I gotta back myself, but I'm fearing Travis Kelsey this week. But I think I can eke it out. Yeah, a fleece revenge game, you know. Travis Kelsey we'll versus Johnson on by. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sid big brained me. Yeah, exactly. She looked at. She was looking ahead when she was making these trades. She can see the future. Don't oh. doubt it. All right, Eric versus Kevin. If Kevin's going to turn it around, it has to start now. Eric on quite the run, as we've talked about. Tougher matchup for Seattle this week. Eric also needs a quarterback. So keep that in mind. He current, um, current currently has Gardner Minshew in there, who has a bye, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is not the starter anymore. Kevin is projected for five points without the quarterback. Oh, but there's no projection for Antonio Brown as well, so keep that in mind. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric to continue. I'm picking Kevin here. I think Josh Allen's going to have a good game. Uh, I think, you know, Green Bay against Vikings, that's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. So, I mean, Kevin has a lot of Green Bay players. He really needs them to have a big game. But, yeah, I, I think I think Kevin's going to get a win here. And I think, uh, I think unfortunately, I think Eric's streak is going to end. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game that Kevin ekes out. I think 
This is where Seattle hits a wall. The San Francisco defense looked good against the uh, walking dead of the New England Patriots last week. But this could be the week where we see the Seattle stack not working. And Kevin ekes out a win with 91 points. Okay. Yeah. Hey, look at I think Josh Allen's gonna have a bad week because I think the Patriots come back and uh, make sure they, they, it's a must-win against the Bills this week. So I think Josh Allen has a bad week. So interesting. Could well, be we'll see. The Green. This right. is a scrappy game. This is a scrappy game. All right. So that All is right. the week we eight. Now, Nick, do we have any submissions from the crowd? Uh so maybe if you follow in the chat, Joe said he submitted uh, a good message. Um. I did chat with him before the pod because I didn't get it on Anchor. Uh, I'm going to find a different way to submit audio messages because like the Anchor message system just is not working very well. But the short of it is I don't have his message here uh, now. Okay. So no sound off section this week. Please keep trying. I think I'm going to just say like send him in through Messenger just directly to me. That's probably going to work better. I thought the Anchor thing would be better than it is. But truthfully, it seems to be quite bad. Yeah. Uh, missing out on an epic Joe Rand. That's... Wait a, minute, for wait a minute, he's messaging me right now. Literally, as we're talking right now, he's messaging me. All right. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll keep a couple minutes a day. Right, so he's going to do it next week, everybody. Sorry about that. Right. Sorry for that hype. Oh, what a bad uh, Yeah, that's a tough one. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start winding it down here. Chris, do you have anything you want to plug or talk about before we close up the pod? Yeah, I'd really appreciate all your support. I'm going to launch my app sometime next year whenever I get around to it. It's the uh, Cultured Cheese app. It's the Untapped Cheese Really hoping that gains some traction and I can become a bit more cultured. Are you actually developing this right now? I mean, I haven't started yet, but it's in, it's in the brain. So it's in the brain? I haven't done any coding yet. All right, cool. Hey, you know, keep us in the loop. Right. Obviously, uh, you know, you have, a, you have a wide network of uh, software engineering friends that you can reach out to for advice and guidance. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that uh, I can code it out. How hard can it be? Like, you just hit Super buttons, easy. right? It's just typing. Yeah, it's just typing. It's it's, it's just, it's just like that. Excel. Uh, well, that's super exciting. Chris, thanks so much for announcing that on the pod, obviously. You know, definitely let us know when it finally drops. Oh, uh, we hit revenue. I'll sponsor you guys. <laughs> thank you. Honestly, yeah, I would be so happy to plug our friend's cheese app. But, like, you don't even know. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat a Gouda right on the right on the pod. Oh, yeah, right. I'll take a big bite of cheese on the pod to support. Uh. All right, well, this podcast had 50 minutes. That's super exciting. Plenty of plenty of content for everybody. But we're going to close it out. So thanks so much for listening. Please like, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.